Attention, audience. This is Jordan. Is anyone out there? Can you hear me? Does anybody read? Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is George Clooney. Uh, don't don't come home. Don't <laughs> don't don't come home. <laughs> don't come home, huh? I I feel like that is to resemblance the fact that you didn't think this was a good movie. And I will tell you right now, I don't care what you said or what you say. I actually enjoyed this movie. Straight up, I thought this was a good movie. I I kind of enjoyed it. Now, granted, I have my own personal reasons why I liked it, and I know it's not a foolproof movie. I know it has its flaws, but I will fight you for this one. And I, I'm just putting that out there right now. We throwing blow. We we throwing bows like Johnny Cage, Jordan. You and me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But with that, welcome everyone uh, to our last individual film uh, of the season. Uh, before we get into our special, which we'll talk about at the end. But with that, Eric, hit it off. What did we watch this week? Ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned last week, this is our final individual film for season two of Friday Films. And we are ending it with 2020's The Midnight Sky, a yet another Netflix original movie uh, released on December 23rd, 2020, directed by George Clooney and starring George Clooney. Uh, runtime of one hour and 58 minutes. Um, also starring Felicity Jones, um, David o- Oye- 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 Oyelowo. Uh, I don't so know bad pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carolyn Springle, uh, Kyle Chandler, and uh, several other people. Not very many, not a, not a huge cast in this movie based on the the premise of the movie not a lot of people not a lot of people to uh yeah yeah not a lot going on <laughs> you know what and i know that's one of the the weak of points the of the movie that we'll get into but i actually liked it i i thought it was kind of a strength to it um for the story it was trying to tell anyway but um that that was just my take on it but yeah there there wasn't a lot and i don't think there really needed to be a lot as far as cast goes in this movie no no i mean this this movie uh, if for it, it is your it is your your standard space uh survival you know apocalyptic event type thing think I, i'm thinking like like gravity or mm-hmm. or um what was the name of that movie with chris pratt uh the trans not transporter that's jason statham uh oh uh the transport man. or tra- something yeah, i can't think of Trans- it. i know what you're talking about anyway yeah. Where they wake up in, in in space and super super lonely. Um, this 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 kind of is another one of those movies that kind of falls in that line. Um. So yeah yeah well, Jordan you 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 started this podcast by being very very defensive with your feelings for this film. So <laughs> let's All let's right. hop into it. Tell me tell me why Jordan. Tell me let's take, let's right. take a seat back on the couch and just just relax and just just tell me how this movie makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first off, getting into this movie, I personally enjoyed it. Uh, now, like I said, I know it has its flaws. There was definitely things that could have made this a better movie, uh, but there was also things that could have made this a worse movie. Uh, it, it's by all means not like a crazy, you know, you know, best of 2020 movie, uh, in my opinion. I still thought it was a really good movie to watch. Um, it does, you know... <sighs> 
I say flow because there are definitely some slow points um, of the movie where the flow is not the greatest. Uh, but there was also some like quick, fast-paced moments. Um, so overall, like I said, it, it has its issues. But I really enjoyed the, um, I guess the behind-the-scenes type stuff. You know, like the uh, the audio track, the scores, the music in, in different places, the lack of silence from some characters and the conversations in others um you know the cinematic like the the visual effects that are played throughout the whole movie a lot of that stuff together i thought was really cool and made the movie better for me now in all defense i've been on a space kick the last couple weeks playing video (laughs) games and and shows and stuff like that so that might have you know benefited this movie and it might not be as good as i really think it is but jordan jordan and his space bias yeah, well, you know me. I have my moments. I jump from one thing to another. This this last week or two, it's been space, so you know this fit perfectly. Um, there were definitely things I really, really enjoyed about this movie. Uh, I know for me, it passed the watch and even a rewatch. Like I would rewatch it. I mean, I might not go out of my way to be like, oh yeah, you have to watch this movie again and again and again. But I would definitely like, you know what? It's a Sunday. I got nothing else to do. I'll throw it on, or it's on TV. I'll rewatch it. Like it's one of those movies to me. Um, I definitely enjoyed it the one time through, but I feel like once you get to the end and you know the whole plot and everything, it takes away from the rewatch of it. It's one of those movies, like, you know, so it changes the whole dynamic of the movie. Like, you watch it the second Mm -hmm. time, it's like, well, now now I know the end, it's not as enjoyable the second time around, versus some movies you can rewatch over and over again, even though you know the ending. So, I definitely think it's one of those. I, um, only kept track of time because I had to stop at one point to do something else, so otherwise it would have been a, a straight through for me and not a stop and, you know, watch, you know, look at the time. But mm-hmm. your take on that is what I'm more curious about, because I know you said it was a slow flow and it definitely had its yeah. slow moments, but I was engaged. So I was OK with that. Yeah, it, 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 for me, it was very much a um, it was a slow, slow film and it's intended to be that way. And there are. You know, when you when you're telling a story like this movie's trying to tell, you can't tell it super fast with action sequences all the time, and I totally get that. Yeah. Um, my thing is like the the base concept of this movie, the base idea of it, and and story I like. I just don't think it was told correctly. I don't think it was told. There were there were too many details left out um, to make it compelling, as compelling as it could have been. I, I, um, I can see that. I mean, I was kind of on the fence with that. <clears throat> yeah, there, I mean, there, there were just too many details left out, and it's not like they didn't have time to do it. I mean, this is a two-hour movie, and it just it, it it feels every bit of two hours. I mean, they've they've got all the time in the world to tell whatever story they want to tell, and they just leave out. to me crucial elements of this story that would have made everything far more succinct and 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 have have had much more of an emotional impact which was what for me the movie uh the movie's intent was for an emotional impact and it didn't really provide that how i think it, it it meant to because by the time you get to that point of realization you're already so exhausted from the ride because it's just 
it's like pulling teeth to keep things moving you know it's that's that's kind of my take on it so but i mean it's very it's a very like this isn't going to be <laughs> like some of the other movies that i've i've ripped apart this is it's very much a man movie i mean yeah. if if you look at the online reviews and everything i mean it's it's getting like fives and sixes and i think that's fair I, it's very much a middle of the road film you know it 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 doesn't do anything to to destroy itself uh, but it also doesn't do do anything to save itself it's just there so for me it did not pass the the uh watch test i i was checking my watch because it was a very very um slow moving movie um but as far as the rewatch goes i mean i didn't hate this movie but i'm not gonna sit down and and actively seek it out you know, like if I walk in somewhere and someone's watching it on Netflix, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this movie, you know, and but that's about it. So I, I'll probably never watch this movie again, but not be because I actively am trying to avoid watching it. It's just because it's, you know, it is what it is. It's me. You know what? I'll take that. That's it's better than I was expecting. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um so, and then that, I'll be honest, that is fair. I mean, like I said, I know that this movie had flaws, but I think now is a good time to actually jump in to see what flaws um, and, you know, also the good things about this movie really like. So I'd say this is a good point to move on from the spoiler-free territory. Yeah, 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 I agree. Okay. Um, so all those listening, now will be the time, if you haven't watched the movie and want to, to go back and watch it. Um, we're going to take a brief pause. Don't worry, we're not losing uh, communications. Anybody who's seen the movie will get that. Uh, but we'll be back in a second. Is anyone out there? Can you hear me? Are you still there? Pretty sure we lost contact with half the audience there, Jordan. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, I think well, we lost them. I think, well, I think our satellite dish, you know, was destroyed <laughs> in a in an ice storm. And, in an ice uh, storm, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know where that where my inspiration for the ice storm came. It had nothing to do with the fact that that may or may not have been a crucial scene in this film. Um. So let's kick it off there then. <laughs> what did you think about the the spacewalk and, and well, really before the spacewalk, you know, the AK, whole the whole space scenery. I mean, AK, any, anything in space is awesome. AKA the 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 one quote unquote action sequence of the film. Pretty much. Um. Oh, it was good. It was good. It was, uh, it was, it was beautiful. It was well done. You really had the sense of scale and, and I like the ship design. Like this, this movie takes place, I think in what, like 2056 or something like that. Uh, I think it was 49. Yeah. It was like February 49, supposedly like three weeks after the event is as how they word it. So it's like 25, you know, what, 25 ish years, you know, 29 years away, um, in the future. And, And you really do kind of get a sense of, as far as a science fiction aspect goes, you know, I'm not. I I'm 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 a huge fan of space and 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 rockets and and NASA and all that jazz, but I'm by no means am I a you know an astronomer or a, or a rocket scientist or anything engineer like that. Anything like that. Yeah. Um. So. I'm no Neil deGrasse Tyson. So as far as the accuracy of this film goes, by what is projected 25 years in the future, I have no idea how accurate this yeah. film was but it doesn't visually <laughs> visually it looks like something that we would have in 25 years you know 
it, it looks conceivable. It looked cool. I like the you know the plants and the hydroponics and the whole um, concept of the mission the spacecraft was on was was very relatable to the uh, our modern day space missions space missions that we're uh, embarking on. Um, where they found a, a potentially sustainable planet and we're going to check it out, you know, like, or a, not a planet, but like a, it was a moon of Jupiter. Um, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, uh, which which was which was neat to go in to check it out, see if it's sustainable. Hey, yeah, guess what? Yeah, what I think they call it K-23, it's, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's sustainable. That's awesome. Cool. Time to go back home and, uh, you know, let to, everyone to know. mosey on by home and let everyone know that we're good to go because apparently... We're destroying our planet. Something bad's happening to our planet, but it doesn't seem to be, you know, super, you know, short term. Like we're going to die in the next three weeks or anything. You know, we've got time uh, to 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 go and find another home and then come back and and launch other missions that should have launched, you know, at the same time. But something happens, which which destroys the planet with the radiation or something <laughs> it's never yeah, clear it's, what it's, the hell happens to earth never clear they just refer to you it know, as the event you know what I, I know that was one of the lack of details but i actually enjoyed that i i liked the fact that it was a mystery like i i yeah i would love to know what happened to cause this but at the same time in the story they were trying to tell essentially i liked the mystery of not knowing like yeah, like I, mean, I, I think it kind of added a little bit more of a suspense to it, um, and, and didn't I mean it left this big question like what happened, but at the same time it didn't ask twenty million other questions like okay well was it a nuclear fallout well who was at war what happened what led to all this it's just plain <clears throat> and simple something happened and you know the Earth is not safe anymore now. I don't think it was one that was planned ahead. Like that's why they sent this mission out. I think the this K twenty three mission, like this, I can't remember what the what was the ship's called. I can't remember what the ship name was. But anyway, Maybe it begins with an A. But anyway, yeah. Was. But um, the the fact that that was like one of many going out to different planets that just happened to be the only one coming back. Um, as far as the time frame goes, because they knew nothing about the planet until they actually you know get there. And it's like, what happened? What is going on? Um, and I think that was one one of the comments that Clooney makes that uh, was actually kind of funny and interesting. It was something like, uh, you know, hey, sorry, we, we didn't take care of it the best that we could. I can't remember exactly what he said, but uh, when towards the end of the movie when they're on mm-hmm. comms and they finally see it. But I kind of like that mystery uh, because it, it makes us wonder, okay, well, in, in real life, what, what was it a nuclear fallout? Was it something else? Is the planet just falling apart? Like it leaves that open question that makes that allows us as viewers to kind of fill it in with what we, you know, want to fill it into the story. And I kind of liked that instead of it giving us more background on the events that happened. I kind of just like knowing that there was a mystery that something happened, and just kind of left Clooney by himself essentially at these stations. I mean, granted, he doesn't care because he's dying anyway so i mean he gets left behind or goes underground that doesn't matter at least he can do is still trying to the last minute you know tell everyone not to come back essentially um yeah i mean them them keeping what happened uh out was an intentional ploy to focus on the the core story of the uh, of, of of this movie which is the story about a man at the end of his life 
um, who is brilliant but has many, many regrets. Prime, yes. the, the, the prime, primary regret being that he never knew his daughter. Um, you know, because he was so focused on work, he, you know, he never, she never knew who he was or anything like that. That's his biggest concern, which, which is his motivator to do everything that he does in this film, um, to the point of staying behind, you know, when, when they evacuate and then moving to another, uh, a, another site with a bigger dish that he, that he can try and communicate with the last thing out there that's coming back to the planet to warn them. And then we realize, I mean, we're in spoiler mode, so I'm not going I'm, 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 yeah, to no, hide it. We no. realize that this little girl that's been following around the whole time is just in his head. It's just an, it's, it's an imagination of his daughter that he's using to keep himself pushing forward because his real daughter is 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 you know one of the astronauts in the uh, in the in the ship coming back you know that's his real daughter and he knows this but she doesn't so when they talk you know there's that those lines of you know you know mr you know dr augustine you know wish wish we had the chance to meet in person type thing and mm-hmm. and and you can see where where you know clooney's character's coming from and the emotion that he's trying to portray but it just it just falls it just falls so short man like it it just falls short you know i don't know i don't know i don't, I don't know no i i mean i, I kind of see where you're coming from because I mean, they they did a lead up to that but it was very it was a very vague lead up and it was one of those things like you had to pay attention to detail like if you missed anything you wouldn't have saw that coming because I know there was actually one point in one of the flashbacks that I had to rewind because I like I looked away from the screen for a minute or two and I was like wait wait what did I just miss and like I had to go back and and recatch it. Um, so they're very vague on the fact that you know she's essentially his daughter until the very end, um, and even the little girl that follows him around who doesn't say anything except for like one sentence during the whole movie. Um, that it's essentially one of those like all in his head was never there to begin with. Um, I mean, they, they do a good job during that scene to try and piece together, but I think the, the lead up was so vague that it didn't have that impactful impression that they were trying to go for. I mean, I thought it was still an impactful impression, just not as much as it could have been. It was just kind of like, Oh man. And I kind of suspected like halfway through the movie, I'm like, this is interesting. Like this whole time you would think the girls would start talking and this and that. And I think there was like the, the one scene she did say something. I started piecing together. Like right then I started questioning. I'm like, there's something more to this. And of course, you know, when you get to the end, it all makes sense. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, I mean, see, for, for me, it was when she speaks is the nail in the coffin of, all right, well, this is all in his head. She's not really there. Mm-hmm. This is his version of his daughter. And then I'm like, well, the only per- the only reason why, why he would be doing this would be because his daughter is the astronaut, which is, is the, the focus character on, you know, on the ship when we cut back. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It just, it was... 
I think it was, just, a lot of it was in the lead up. Was, I, I think the lead so up weird. was yeah, yeah. The lead up was kind of vague, and because of that, it took away from the impact. Yeah, the structure uh, was so strange. Yeah, like um, I, I definitely know that there were some story flaws, and they definitely could have improved some of it to to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now the we'll tell, and we we kind of hard left turned, um, but we we started this whole thing, and that's that's my fault. I, I deviated on deviated course, so to speak. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> A lot of references in this review, <laughs> right? Uh, the stuff on the on the ship, I I pretty much enjoyed most all of that. I enjoyed the the dynamic with the crew. I enjoyed the interactions with each other. Um, I enjoyed the, the spacewalk sequence with the you know the asteroids and everything, and the effects of the asteroids hitting the walls and ca- causing that whoa, 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 the you know like water mm-hmm. you know stones and water type thing. Um, I enjoyed all of that. Uh, for being not very bloody, the death, de- Maya's death scene was pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting with the, you know, the blood drops floating in her helmet when she realized she's been, you know, she, she'd been hit. And then, you know, the depressurization when she takes her helmet off and the blood just is pulled out of her suit. Um, and it's just floating around while they're, while they're all scrambling to save her. Uh, was pretty interesting. So as far as yeah. a uh, impact scene on that, that was that was interesting. I don't still don't know why she it, it needed to die. There was never any sort of that was clear another explanation. I like, mean, that was just another another vague uh, yeah. thing. I, I think they were just trying to hit on the fact that you know these. You have this crew. It's a tight crew. There's only a handful of them. I spent all this time together. Um, you know, they're excited to come back home, not knowing what home is like at this point in time. And then they lose one of their own, and then it starts to like hit on them. Because I think that's where you start to realize after that scene. You know, when they're getting closer home, they're like, "Well, we can just turn around and go back." No, you know, you know, that's probably the smart thing and to do. But then you start realizing, like, well, we lost one of our own. And it starts questioning, you know, their family that they left behind even more than they already were. And I think that's what creates that split of the crew towards the end of the movie. Uh, where, you know, the two stay and go back. And then the two come down to Earth. Um, which was all part of that big conversation piece at the end. That, like I said, had an impactful point but i think it's because there was too much going on you know that was so vague that didn't have like a a huge impact it was just impactful enough because there was a couple things tied into one um but i think that was the whole point of maya's death was just one of those you know things can happen in space obviously just like they could down on earth and it was just a loss of their crewmate kind of changed them the had that mental shift with the, the rest of the crew about what their outcome was going to be. So yeah, I, I don't think it was 100% necessary, but I think that's what they were going for. It just it seemed it seemed like it came um it came off as as the movie goes on, they're just they're just writing, they're finding whatever reason they can to write people off so that at the end of the day, we have two survivors for humanity, you know, and that's it. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like they like they were unnecessarily writing, writing people off, and that was from the very like very beginning when the, when when the um, the the ship inexplicably alters its course. 
Yeah. There's no, this was before we got hit by the, now if they got hit by a meteor shower or something and it threw them off course and, and then, then the rest of the movie played out, cool, whatever, as far as the explanation for the ship itself. But there's no, they're just, they're just straight chilling, just riding the, you know, riding the cosmic waves, if you know what I'm saying, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> channel my inner silver surfer with, you know, a surfer vibe. Um, it's, it, they're just, they're just, they're just, they're just going about their day. And all of a sudden, oh my God, we're off course by however long we've got to do this, this heavy, heavy math of figuring out what happened and how to get back on track. And the fastest way is going through uncharted space and blah, 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 blah. But why were you off course? What happened to get you off course? Why, why? Yeah, they never really go into it. It was why? like, I don't know, just somehow the computer settings well, or something got like out of whack. And it wasn't why even like, you, oh, you know, something's broke. We got to fix it. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Somehow we're off course. Let's fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why <laughs> so. you were off course is because we, we, we needed something, some sort of catalyst to happen um, to create an action sequence to break up the, the monoton, the, the long monotony of this, of this film and explain why we're slowly killing people off. Yeah. Because, I mean, because we want to end the movie with just two people, you know, it, it just, it was very, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I get that. I mean, there there's definitely a lot of holes in the story um, that could have made it better. Uh, I I like I said, I enjoy the mystery behind the story because it you know realistically when you break it down, yes, it's about survival of humanity, but it's more like you said, it's about Augustine trying to redeem himself by saving his daughter. Um, which by the end of the movie, you find out that's pretty much his whole reason of staying behind because even in the beginning when he's tracking all of the different space stations, there's only one he's really focused on and that's mm-hmm. the one that she was on. Um, so, I mean, I kind of, I, I like how it was a two and one, but you're, you're right. There's, there's a lot of things that happen that they don't really need to happen. I mean, this, the whole travel from one space station to another, although that was cool and everything, it, it didn't really make sense. You know, it, it was one of those where, you know, you could have easily just left him at the same space station and something happened. And he had to fix the antenna on his side or because of the cold weather, you know, like he didn't have to make the hike. Um, I mean, the hike was well, the, neat. The, the, I mean, they definitely yeah, played the, with the his character. Sim- yeah. That was, that was symbolizing his struggle, you know, at the, at the end of the life. So, I mean, I got the symbolism of that. Uh, yeah. I got that. Um, it just, there, there was, there, there are so many other ways of telling this story that I think would have been better um, yeah. or executed better. But oh, like yeah, I like said, said, they added some more into it. Yeah. But like I said, the base of this, this story, you know, a, a guy at the end of his life that, that regrets, you know, despite being the, the, the person who discovered this new, new planet that the ship's coming from that can sustain life and is a future for the human race. He sacrificed his entire life and his relationship with his daughter for that work. And, uh, and, and he has those regrets, you know, and he's, he's dealing with that in, in, in the best way he can. That's the core story, and that's that's a very emotional and relatable tale. It's just it's just not executed in a way I I appreciate. So, yeah, I mean, and with that, I want to I want to hit on the flow because we we talking about how it was a, a slow um, film, but I 
I notice at points where the speed changed due to different moments. Um, to, and like you said, I think it was more intended to just kind of keep the flow of the movie high just because it was dragging at times. Um, but there were certain scenes like, like the spacewalk where everything was beautiful. And then all yeah. of a sudden, boom, crazy action. Yeah. Or, um, the, the scene where she talks uh, or the little girl talks, um, when they're essentially, they're in this little, I, I don't know, container on yeah, the lake and he falls asleep. Um, little trailer starts falling through the ice. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was crazy. Cause I mean, he was doing the dialysis, you know, he was sitting there talking to her, she's drawing, and, you know, you know, he's like, you know, just ask me a question, anything. And, you know, what's the question? Do you love her? And then, boom, all of a sudden he's in water. The, the thing's sinking. He's trying to – and it was this crazy, like, pivoting point. Um, but then it kind of slows back down to, you know, he's out of the freezing cold water, lost the snowmobile, everything else. He has his little jacket keeping him warm somehow in a blizzard throughout the rest of the hike in the Arctic. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. all right. So, I mean, that scene kind of, like, gets you pumped. You're like, oh, man, you know, get you hyped up for the the next slow part. And then, you know, we saw it on the space station a couple times. There was a couple things that kind of draw you in, and then it kind of slowed out. And the music definitely helped with that. Had the music been any different, I think it would have made the movie even slower. But I think mm-hmm. because they did a good score with uh, some of the songs and audio uh, throughout those scenes, I think that was the only thing that kind of helped the flow and pace of the movie a little better. I like the uh, the sweet Caroline scene with all oh the crew, yeah with all the yeah. crew singing yeah you know, <laughs> giving hope and and everything yeah. and and, uh, and my, I, I my like I, I've never heard of this song I don't know this song yeah that I mean that was a good scene and um I think that was another one of those pivotal points where it's like you know you get that hope up and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down. And that's where it's like the emotional roller coaster throughout this whole movie, even with Clooney's character. Like, you know, he starts getting down, and then he starts getting his hopes up, and then he starts getting down. And the the little girl helping him the whole way, kind of makes that back and forth. Like when they're playing the little pee games and they're shooting the peas back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, the the little things like that. I th- I thought that was really cool. Um, as far as the emotional flow and, and the flow of the movie altogether, but like I said audio score i really really enjoyed like i love the music in this movie along with the visual effects and i think that's one of the pros to the movie where the con would be the the lack of well not the lack of story but the lack of storytelling yeah um i think is is the proper word um phrase for that yeah everyone's motivations were not very clear it was uh no yeah yeah but like i said it's a it's a math for me it's it's not yeah I mean, it's, it's I, I definitely. I mean, I definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely think everyone should at least give it a, a one once through, and and determine for themselves if they actually like it or not. Because I think it definitely had potential. I think there is a lot of things that make you know make this movie a, a decent movie, um, and not a bad movie. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions and all that, but I, I think the deeper meaning and a lot of the visual and audio effects kind of help this movie a lot. Uh, those were the strong points for me. I think that's why I liked it so much because I like the music. I like, you know, mm-hmm. like the Caroline, the different scenes like that, the visual effects. I really liked like the whole um, Clooney walking through the uh, the snow after the whole lake incident and all that when the blizzards come and you just see the wolves in the background, like yeah. in the shadows. Like I loved all that. I thought that was really cool and clever. I'm like, that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. 
Um, and his, uh, his the, the frozen beard on that man's face yeah, during those scenes. Yeah, yeah actually, I, uh, I know you'll probably hit on this in trivia, but I, I was reading up on some of that on IMDb when I was trying to look at something last night after the movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess in, in that scene, it was like because it was so cold and that where they were shooting, he uh, they had to do like one minute shoots just because uh, he didn't have goggles on so he kept yeah, like, yeah. freezing his face up and then he'd have to like he'd shoot for like a minute and then he'd have to get like a little hair dryer or something kind of warm his face back up temperatures were minus 40 so they, That's would, right, they, yeah. they would shoot it uh, a minute at a time um and bring him back inside to to thaw out his his facial hair and, and mm-hmm. eyebrow eyelashes and everything yeah uh, I, I thought that was kind of funny yeah yeah <clears throat> filmed during an actual snowstorm in iceland that's right. It was Iceland. I was trying to remember where they, uh, where they did this. So before we get, jump into like trivia and all that, let me let me ask this because one thing we didn't really hit on, but I'm I'm sure we already know the answers. The performances from the actors in this movie, um, break them down a little bit because I mean obviously we know it was a lack of storytelling, but I still think the actors and actresses did a good job with their characters. Yeah, they were. I mean. <clears throat> They were they were fine. I, I I cannot say the acting was great in this movie, but it's not the actor's fault. It's just because they weren't given anything given anything to do. You know mm-hmm. the it was the the most acting we see is the relationship with with the crew, um, which is good. You know it's it's good. You really you really feel like they're a crew. Uh, but that's I mean that's the extent of what you get. So there's really not much to to pull from. I mean, and George Clooney being being oh, George being Clooney. Clooney. I mean, he's he's always phenomenal, and and he's no less phenomenal in this. But even he just has nothing to to do. He's just a sad old man the whole time, you yeah. know. So there's not much to, at least for me, there's not much to uh, to say for it. It's not it's not bad, you know. But there's also no performance that particularly sticks out, you know. I mean, I can see that. I um, I, I kind of more along the lines wanted to hit on the the young Iris essentially. Like even though at the end of the movie we find out that you know she's just in his head, looking back throughout the movie after knowing that the interactions they have, even mm-hmm. though the, you know it's she doesn't have to say anything. It's more just interaction with him. The I I think that is more what I wanted to hit on. Like, uh, his performance throughout all that. I mean, it's Clooney. Clooney does a good job pretty much anything yeah. he touches. I mean, he's, he's like gold. I mean, he doesn't even have to, you know, do his hair when he gets out of bed. You know, he's one of those kind of guys. Um, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed, especially once I, I, you know, you find out and know that the young girl is Iris, you know, it's, it's just a, a mental representation of her the whole time, whether that be from his being terminally ill or just his motivation, whatever the cause of that. Looking back at the um, interaction with her throughout the whole movie, I thought was really good. That was some of the performances I thought was good, that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. You know, just the interaction. You know, she didn't have to say anything to relay the emotion that was told in this movie. I mean, great. Like I said, you know, I understand that there's a lack of story and a lack of things for them to do but i like the fact at the beginning it's kind of like his redemption you know like they do the initial flashbacks making it seem like he never had kids and now he's got one that he's got to watch and and try and help take care of because she was left behind of course not knowing that was really an imaginary person anyway yeah but you you kind of see the shift of him becoming you know a little bit more careful a little bit you know trying to watch over her more and more and then you start to realize okay hey 
it's the same person. It's just in his head. But the <clears throat> the interaction with her too. I mean, she never says anything throughout the whole movie, but you can tell she's scared. And then she starts to kind of like slowly bond with him. And, and you know, the pee game, the sleeping in the bedroom, the the little things that kind of add up. Um, so I, I mean, I thought performance wise, you know, even with her not saying anything, she still did a good job yeah, in, the, in the role. Um, and yeah, yeah, like the crew, the crew was all really good. I mean, they had their moments like the Caroline song and all that was def- definitely better, but <laughs> I thought for, for a lack of storytelling, I still think they did a good job performance wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that's one of the stronger points of this movie, um, than a weaker point. Like, I think they all did a really, really good job. Um, yeah, again, man, I, I just can't. It, to me, it, it was everything. It was fine. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. This is just this is this this is a very just just your bog standard vanilla space apocalypse drama. Like it's just it's just fine. You know, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just it, it's it's your vanilla. It's your vanilla yeah. ice cream of of this genre of film. Um and I think that that goes across to everything. Uh, I will dive, dive in. I don't have much trivia on this. We already went over the the one of them. Um, but I will dive on one other one, which is interesting. The uh, Felicity Jones, who played mm-hmm. Sully, uh, a.k.a. Iris, found out she was pregnant after being cast. So George Clooney just rewrote her part to accommodate that, um, which I found interesting that the yeah. pregnancy aspect wasn't... Uh, was it originally a part of it? And I don't think it really adds necessarily adds anything to it or takes it away, takes away anything from it. Uh, no, you know, other than the fact that there's an obvious, uh, an obvious future for humanity by the end of the movie with her being pregnant and there, her being yeah. there with her, her, her captain who impregnated her, which based on the length of time that she's been pregnant happened on the ship. So, don't know if there's a little conflict, if that was part of the plan, or if there's just a little conflict of interest when it comes to protocol uh, aboard that <laughs> vessel. But, you know, people people be people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I guess you could dive into, if it, if it did anything with the story, I guess it could help. No, no never mind. I'm, I'm really just kind of grasping at straws here. I was going to say it could help with the whole, you know, uh, Augustine and Iris relationship, you know, like he's trying to save his daughter, of course, but he didn't know about the pregnancy. So it's kind of like, Oh, you know, I'm trying to provide a future for her by telling her to go back to a, an inhabitable planet and not come home where she'll die. You know? So well, I guess in a way it kind of like carries on the family tree, but yeah. well, you I, know, it was that, never really planned and he doesn't know it. So I guess I'm just grasping at straws on that one. And that's kind of part of the problem for me too. The whole, like, you know, pilot deciding to go back and the science officer or I can't remember their names, uh, deciding to, to join him and everything and just, and literally uh, go to Mitchell their death. Sanchez. Yeah. <clears throat> literally yeah. they're flying to their death and they know this and well, they're told this, whether they believe it or not, it's a different story. They're, yeah. They're, but we know they're flying to their death. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no communications coming off well, the planet true. in any way, shape or form. It's, it's bad. It's, it's, um, and to me, that was just like, I didn't, I didn't like that as much despite their motivations, because I'm like, you know, at this point, you're talking about the survival of the species. And even if, even if it's just three dudes and two girls, 
the species is far more likely to survive than it is with just one guy and one girl. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, their decision to go back despite the whole family thing and, you know, Sanchez wanting to bring Maya's body home, his motivation I didn't, I didn't get at all. Like, he wanted to return Maya's body home, who was already dead by this point, and he didn't seem to have anybody really to go back to, as reference from his daughter who died when she was four. Yeah, it was kind of like Maya was his daughter. Was his surrogate daughter. Yeah, it was the way they kind of referenced it. So his motivations for going back was not really there. It was more of just support to uh, Mitchell, whose whole reason was to go back to try and find his his wife and kids, because that was... You know what was important to him yeah yeah I, I don't know but anyway that's that's pretty much all i uh all, all i have on on this movie man i I'm, i've pretty much said everything i i, I need to without repeating myself yeah what about you? You got anything a, else? i mean no there, there's not a lot to to talk about i mean we've gone over the main course of the movie anything at this point is just going to be nitpicking different scenes like and like i said a lot of it is like i thought they had good visual effects like good um cinematography i guess uh you know we talked about like in space especially with the k-23 planet i thought that was kind of cool like the visual effects everything was really good uh the whiteout the travels and all the, like mm-hmm. the things you know the, the plane crash all that stuff was really cool visually and i like the audio score yeah, it's a very very <clears throat> yeah. pretty film yeah and that's why i said you know like i i really enjoyed it but i think a lot of it was just because i was hyped up on the movie mm-hmm. um because looking back after the movie is done and looking back at the story and everything else my opinion started to go downhill from there uh i still recommend it i still think people should at least give it a one one time through um and see what they think about it i mean anybody's gotten to this point in the film obviously we kind of threw some spoilers out there but if you still hadn't seen it I would recommend going back. Or if you've watched it and then got to this point and you're kind of iffy with us as well, recommend to others and see what they think. Um, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a one time through easy. Anything beyond that is questionable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't have anything else because I remember going through some of the trivia because I was just trying to find something out in the flashbacks so I remember reading through some of it, and I know that it, you know Clooney had some. Um, I think they mentioned something about his experience on um, was it Gravity was the other space movie that kind of helped him with directing this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'm trying to remember if there was something else because a lot of the stuff I was reading was all about the inaccuracy of like the scientific aspect of the movie, and yeah, I don't no, care nothing, about that stuff because nothing, when you come to a sci-fi, yeah, when you when you come to a sci-fi movie. It doesn't matter if it's accurate or not. I mean, it's not like we're telling the history of the the doom of Earth and you know a new planet or or something else. I mean, this is all made up. You know, at this point, you know, it doesn't matter if the ship is you know high tech or low tech or if it's you know there is a moon in Jupiter that is habitable or not. All that stuff doesn't matter to me. So, but I mean, a lot of that was I think all I all I read about. Um, yeah, the pregnancy. Okay. I, I was thinking that I read something that I thought was pretty interesting, but I'm skimming through and I don't see it. So it, it must not have been anything crazy. I think it was something <laughs> about a Star Trek movie or, or something where other actors were on. Yeah, I don't care about those. I don't care that people yeah, are yeah, movies yeah, together. No. That doesn't matter. 
No, yeah, I thought it had something to do reference like the space aspect yeah. of this, but I, I guess not. Anyway, no, I don't. I don't really have anything else. Um, I mean, that being said, anybody who wants to take the journey into space or, or and you know leave the Earth behind, jump on a ship and go, but don't come back. <laughs> well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining <laughs> us for this final individual film of Friday Films Season 2. As we teased last week, next week, join us again for the final special event of the season, our March Madness Tournament for the most quote-unquote perfect film. Yeah, that'll be next week, ladies and gentlemen, and that'll be That'll be taking up the entire month of March. So the big grand season finale is a four-episode tournament where we debate on what we consider the most quote-unquote perfect film is, according to the Friday Film Standards. So join us next week for that. Um, Join us next week for that. And as always, follow us on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Presents. Share your thoughts about Midnight, the Midnight Sky with us. Give us recommendations for, for, um, for season three. You know, once we do the March Madness bracket, we're going to take a little bit of time off. But as always, we are going to be back and back in full force with a new season. Um, so now's your time to get your recommendations in and Jordan and I will go through them and, 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 you know, and cherry pick what we, uh, what we want to do but uh um until next week that's me yes you know i was gonna say i was gonna make a little joke about um <clears throat> don't worry we will be back unlike you know the ship in this movie but you already <laughs> covered that too so it's kind of pointless um <clears throat> so i guess what i should say is you know i'm more curious to see what people think of this movie than anything i mean yes i always love recommendations but i want to see if other people thought this movie was really good or not <clears throat> but until we we get to that point and until our our special um tournament whatever showdown you want to call it which i i'm, I'm going to win i'm just telling you right now <laughs> it's I mean, not you're about, going down it's not about win or lose jordan we're debating on movies that we have all selected as the quote unquote perfect movie, it's not about winning or losing. It's about picking. No, no, it's about it's it's about winning. It's about because there is no such thing as a perfect movie. Come on, let's be real. No, no, it's a quote unquote perfect movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's totally more acceptable. Uh, all right, well then, with that, this is the uh, the end of our transmission. Till till we meet again in the March Madness. Let the credits roll.